started. Um, so welcome to our class for breakout session two. Um, this is called Joy in the Good Life. Um, and so we're just gonna, we're excited to get to talk about joy today and uh, look at some scriptures together. But we want to introduce ourselves first. So um, my name is Alyssa Schaub. Um, I live in Nashville and I help out with the campus ministry there. Um, I have lived there for seven years. I grew up in the Chicago area and I became a disciple going into high school uh, and then was in the campus ministry all four years. I went to Belmont University. Um, and for any of you guys that know Kendall McKenzie Albert, they were my campus ministers. And so I love them. I'm glad they're back in the Southeast. Um, and yeah, so um, I after I graduated, I became a high school math teacher for a couple years. And then I just missed getting to study the Bible people a lot and wanted to do ministry and um, God opened those doors. And so that's what I've been doing for the last um, year and a half or so. Um, but yeah, and then Nandi's going to introduce herself too. Yes. Yes. So, uh, hey everyone, I'm Nandi, like Alyssa said, um, and I serve in ministry as a single woman um, in Atlanta in our downtown campus ministries, and um, I actually graduated from Georgia State in the spring of 2020 when like life was crazy and none of us knew what was going on and so you know you can imagine how I felt as a college grad and you like already don't know what's going on with your adult life and then COVID happened and I was like I'm here so <laughs> um and so uh, fortunately God led me into serving in ministry um, after I graduated um and and so I started at Georgia State in the fall of 2016 and that's actually where I became a Christian and I celebrated six years with God uh, at the beginning of this month in October. So that was wonderful. Great, I feel grateful um, for life with God. I feel grateful to share with you guys. Um, and Alyssa and I, I feel excited to do a lesson with Alyssa. Uh, that feels like such a gift. So we're going to be a little interactive, if that's cool with you guys. Um, so I want to start with a couple of questions. For you guys, how would you define happiness? Um, I actually don't know if I'm right, but like when I think of happiness, um, I think of something that's like temporary and mm -hmm. that you get from like a good grade or like it's just very shallow mm -hmm. and it goes away fast. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right answer, but that's mm -hmm. what I just whatever, yeah, whatever comes to your mind, yeah. So, yeah. I associate happiness with the feeling of being light. Hmm. Like, maybe not in a spiritual sense, but just light in the sense of, like, I feel unburdened or I feel, put a smile on my face, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do think of happiness as more of, like, an emotional thing. And I think for me, I've noticed that I'm at my happiest when I have like the least things to do, mm. or like everything's going perfectly. Yeah, which is so rare. So <laughs> real. <laughs> I think I saw one more hand. No. Okay. All good. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I can definitely um, relate to like happiness feeling like when I don't have anything to do, I'm happy, or you know when. I, I get a good grade, I'm feeling great, or, um, you know, kind of temporary, something that, like, needs to be supplied constantly. Um, what about joy? Like, how would you guys define joy? Okay, so, like, I think for me, joy is, like, long-lasting. Mm -hmm. It's something that's, like, not brought by circumstances, it's just something you have. And I think it's like contentment for mm -hmm. me. That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't, no need to apologize. Like, I love um, it. Like an unconditional like sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, like for me, I could be very unhappy but still be joyful. Mm -hmm. um, like spiritually, just re like recognizing more of. I think for me it ties back to um, gratefulness because like regardless of what's going on like I think when you can bring it 
back and like realize what there is still to be like grateful for I feel like I can find um, a lot more joy in that regardless mm-hmm. of like whatever my circumstances mm-hmm. yeah um, I feel like I can see joy as more of a choice mm-hmm. than like a feeling kind of like in the same way that love sometimes is a choice or it's like something that you receive it's like kind of tangible but not really yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean that's all oh yeah one more um, um, I think the the major difference is like the source of it so like my joy only comes from the Lord and that sustained me. Mm-hmm. But then happiness is circumstantial. Mm-hmm. So as soon as your environment changes, the happiness goes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's all great stuff. I'm like, you guys should be teaching this class. So we should just <laughs> take turns. <laughs> um, so uh, I love that. Thank you all for sharing. I have a couple like definitions that I'm going to read. Um, the first one is happiness, which came from trusty dusty google um and it says it's happiness is kind of described as a pleasurable or satisfying experience it's kind of fortunate or convenient and it is favored by luck or fortune that's kind of like a kind of a compilation of like different like definitions of happiness um and then for joy I've got a Bible definition for us, um, because Joy is found in the Bible. And um, the Greek word used for joy um, that comes from Galatians 5 is called, I'm going to try and pronounce this right, it's chara or chara, you know, if you want to say it in simple terms, it's C-H-A-R-A. That is the Greek word for joy, and it describes a feeling of inner gladness, delight or rejoicing and it's a deep-seated pleasure that can exist independently of what happens in life and so this word chara is also related to the greek word for grace which is charis um which is c-h-a-r-i-s so it's got a little word study um and this word charis describes God's disposition towards us. So joy is actually linked to God's disposition towards us as his daughters, which is pretty incredible, right? And so for me, my my joy journey, if you will, has been a little all over the place, but I feel like God has really made level paths for my feet in this way. So I'm someone who's a little more like naturally upbeat, bubbly. I don't know if you can tell. Um, <laughs> I've got, it's not super hard for me to like be excited about things or like excited about life. Um, however, like I've always been an emotional wild card, if that makes sense. So growing up, I kind of learned that people, it seemed like people preferred the like upbeat version of myself even though I didn't always feel like super upbeat and like, you know, ready to party. Um, and so I, I learned to be like an emotional stuffer. Like I kind of sweep stuff under the rug a lot if I felt it. And the result of that made me like a hot bubbling volcano. So just like kind of bubbling under the surface, like ready to erupt at any time. Um, and so what I mean by that is every, every couple of months, like I'd have these like mega meltdowns where I'm like crying for two hours and like, it would be sparked by something like, oh, like my mom told me I couldn't go to the movies with my friends or something. And, and then I'm like, I hate everything. The life is terrible. And you don't like me more. And she's looking at me like... <laughs> I just told you you couldn't go to the movies tonight. Like, why is this such a big deal? Um, and sure, maybe I was bummed. I couldn't go to the movies. Um, but that wasn't, like, the true source of, like, why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. Like, I was kind of experiencing the fullness of, like, months and months worth of emotions that I just, like, was kind of building up, like, letting build up. And it is absolutely as exhausting as it sounds to like go through that cycle. 
And so that was kind of the pattern of my life, like all the way up until I was 18. And then I started learning about Jesus and how that actually didn't have to continue being the pattern of my life. And so I've wrestled a lot with like my negative emotions, which are not negative, um, but that's just kind of how they've existed in my head. Um, and I mentioned to you guys how I felt like, wow, sometimes it seems like people just expect me to be like upbeat and bubbly and happy. Um, and so anytime I wasn't naturally that way, I kind of felt like I had to stifle that. And if I'm honest, I can still feel that sometimes. Like I think about like what the last like six months have been of my life. And it's been like four of my best friends going through like major transitions or like moving away or like uh, job transitions. And it, and it has felt like transition after transition after transition. And I'm like, how do I keep up? I'm sad. And <laughs> Um, or even like I started serving in ministry full time and I feel like there's been so much good in that, but it's also been really hard and it's felt like hard to find a space for my emotions to exist without feeling like people are going to be like, are you okay, Nandi? You know? Um, and so I feel really grateful that the way that I can like naturally experience my emotions is not what God desires mm -hmm. of us. With, with how we experience our feelings. Um, he really wants us to have life to the full when it comes to our emotions. And that's actually what Alyssa is gonna talk more about. Yeah, so we're gonna take a look at John chapter 10. So you guys can start flipping over there. One of the uh, blessings around Okoe and not having service is that we kind of have to use our paper Bible, which I love. <laughs> So you guys a minute to flip over John 10, 10. Hey, can I have someone read just verse 10? life to the full, I think is something that um, we really want to like focus on and dig into. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, I love how um, in the NASB version, it says um, that I, that they may have life and have it abundantly. Mm. Um, and I think, okay, what does having a full life mean? Or mm. what does an abundant life mean? Um, and I think it's easy to kind of take that as um, okay, well, I have, I'll have no, not many problems, or I'll have a, just a generally smooth life. Um, maybe there'll be some ups and downs, but it'll be like pretty steady instead of like crazy ups and downs, or, um, or that generally things are going to go my way. Uh, it might even look like, you know, I'm going to get to have my dreams come true, or I'm going to get to be, uh, you know, whatever, uh, successful in my career, or I get to be a wife and a mom, or I get to be um, this or that, or whatever we might picture for our lives. Um, but I think that, you know, getting a full life is really a full life with God. Um, and God allows us to experience the full range of the human experience. All of our emotions, um, he doesn't just, like, chop off half of, like, the negative emotions and only leave the positive ones there for us. Yeah. And if you think about, like, if we had that, the positive emotions wouldn't be that great because mm -hmm. we've experienced, that would be our normal, right? Um, and so I think that's, that is a blessing that we get to experience negative and positive and all the in-between emotions too. Yeah. Um, that we don't just have an easy life, but we get to um, go through challenges, that it reminds us how good God is um, and th that there are always things to be joyful of in the high moments, in the low moments, in everything. Um, and that like life's still going to take unexpected turns. Mm -hmm. um, there's still going to be things that we can't control that um, might make us angry and upset uh, and frustrated and experience those negative emotions, but how can we be joyful when we're experiencing those negative emotions? And I felt like it was so funny because my, as we were getting ready for this lesson, um, I felt there's a the situation that happened yesterday before I came, 
And I was like, all right, God, I feel like you're trying to get me to think about this lesson in another way. And so um, I'm dating my boyfriend, Easton. We were both trying to get an oil change before we drove for the retreat, um, just making sure car maintenance and all that. And so we were like, well, why don't we just go like to Walmart and we can just go at the same time, bring both of our cars, get our oil changed and all that. And so he was going from class and going to one and I checked like, is it this one? Is that the one you're going to? And he said, yes. So I was trying to get there a little early. I was like, I just want to get there early in case there's a line, in case it takes longer than we expected, um, in case there's any bumps, like then I, I'm at least there a little bit early to save some time. And so I get there and what I thought was early. And then I called him and said, hey, I'm here. Like, are you close? And he said, oh yeah, I'm here. I just pulled up. And I was like, no, you didn't. You're not here. <laughs> like, I don't see you. And then I, I have his location. I saw he was at a different Walmart. And I was like, that's not the Walmart. Like, <laughs> that's not the one we just got. Like, we planned on it. And I went to the right Walmart. And so I was just like frustrated and like pretty instantly annoyed and was just like, I love him to death, but I was like, I went to the right Walmart. <laughs> I was like, I drove past that Walmart too to get to this other Walmart. So I had to drive back and then there were two people that I got in line after him. And so then I had to wait in line after those two people. And then the Walmart that we were at wasn't carrying the, the oil that my car needed. And so then we had to go to AutoZone and get that and then come back and <laughs> Yeah, and it, it cost me more than it would have otherwise. And I was just like, so, <laughs> I was so annoyed, so frustrated, so upset. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I literally planned to like be ahead of schedule, to like have everything in line. This was supposed to be smooth, and I was mad about it. <laughs> um, and as I was driving from the Walmart, one from the one Walmart to the other Walmart, I was just like, all right, it's pretty clear. Like, I think you'd tell I was annoyed with the phone. <laughs> but I was like, okay, like, how am I going to act when I go? Like, when I see him and I'm mad at him. <laughs> and and I was right. Like, I'm justified. Like, I was the one that went to the right Walmart and um, he went to the, the wrong one. And that's okay. But, like, I think I was trying to figure out what do I do because – I could just feel justified in all these emotions that I'm feeling and I don't feel joyful whatsoever right now because everything's going wrong. <laughs> um, and was just figuring out like, how do I, what do I do here? You know, what does being joyful in this moment look like? Yeah. Cause that can just be an example of the normal, like day-to-day -day inconveniences and yeah. the things that can just make us mad, make us frustrated, um, that in the big picture aren't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Like. It doesn't matter that I had to drive a little bit extra. I still got my oil changed. I still had the money to pay for it. Like, it was yeah. fine. It was not that big of a deal. But in that moment, there was all these negative emotions. I He even tried to, like, help cheer me up. And I was like, please stop. I just want to be in a bad mood. <laughs> and, yeah, so I think that was just a really interesting kind of things coming head to head of, like, how do what does it mean to be joyful? in a moment where I'm upset mm. um, and I just don't want to like slap a happy sticker on it and just yeah. be like, okay, I'm fine, you know? Um, and so I think that um, I love some of the answers that you guys shared around like um, that joy has so much to do with gratitude and yeah. so much to do with God mm -hmm. more than it has to do with our situations. Mm -hmm. And so I think being able to take a step back and just see, okay, yes, this, this situation did not go how I wanted it to go. Um, things out of my control and it's okay like it's not that the end of the world yeah. and God is so good I'm still good to be close to God um, like there's even good things that might come out of the situation that I might not even know about mm -hmm. um, I think about there's sometimes these like kind of mystery blessings that God gives us and we have no idea mm -hmm. um, and I think it's help helpful for my heart to think about those things um, like I think about, okay, what if I was on time or if I was going to the white, right Walmart, maybe I would have gotten in a car accident in like the timing that someone was around there. Like maybe they would have hit me if I was there, you know, like maybe something crazy would happen that because God displaced me to be somewhere else at that time, 
he was really protecting me from something mm -hmm. and I have no idea. And so just little things like that where I'm like, all right, God, I don't know why that mm -hmm. happened the way it did, but like, there's still like, you are still worthy to be praised. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I can still take joy in that. Um, and just knowing that God has my back. God, um, is still good. Even when I'm feeling negative emotions, even when things aren't going my way. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just a really helpful thing to, for me to try to like wrestle through of like, I don't know, how do I handle the situation where I feel really justified in my emotions to be mad and to not be happy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pass it back over to Nandi just to kind of talk about this idea of different things that can tend to steal joy from us. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So Alyssa and I have so cleverly nicknamed this next portion Joy Stealers. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, and it might not be what you expect necessarily. Um, so I have another question for you guys. What is the thing for you? Like if this thing happens, you are feeling like a million bucks. Like this happens. Like can't nobody tell me nothing. Like that, that kind of stuff. What is that for you guys? The other day I went to Chipotle and it was free. And I almost cried. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of stuff because we were really hungry. And then she, I brought my wallet and she was like, oh, you, like when I get something on sale or a discount yes. or free, I'm like, the Lord is with me in this moment. Like, yeah. But it's free guac, free queso. I got free a Blackberry Easy. I was like, give me the chips, girl. <laughs> I mean, I know for me, literally, I got in a car accident last week, but mm. the timing was perfect because Taylor did come out with an album. <laughs> and if she didn't come out with an album, I would have, like, been really bummed. I don't really care. Like, I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and so it kind of it worked out. I'm with you. Right like, it happened last year, too, when I Ben came out. Like, I just had the worst week, and God had her come out with an album, and I'm like, you know what? All is fine. simple um if i'm having a good hair day it makes me yeah i love it yeah i mean we all have these things like whether it's taylor swift or chipotle or hair or a free day or a busy day um i've got a couple examples too so what about like when uh your professor like you know you're in class your professor's handing back all the exams and your professor is like Oh my gosh, Kristen, congratulations. You got the highest grade in the whole class. And like announces it in front of everyone. And Kristen is like, uh, me? <laughs> or uh, what about like you get a new outfit, you like show up, you, you feel so cute. And literally everyone is like, Oh my gosh, Reagan, like, you, you look incredible. Like, everyone, strangers are telling you that, like, and Reagan's like, this is the best, like, however much money I spent in my whole life, like, I feel cute, everyone else thinks I'm cute. Or what about, like, that, that person that you've liked forever texts you that morning, and they're like, oh my gosh, I read this scripture, I thought of you, have a great day. And you're like, oh my gosh, I love, I'm married. Happen. Yes. And I know, like, for me, if, if some of these things happen, 
I can like feel on top of the world. I'm like, wow, life is good. Um, but the reason why we've nicknamed these things joy stealers um, is, is not because there's anything necessarily like wrong with these things. Like it's great to feel cute. Like it's great to get a great grade in your class. It's great to get free Chipotle and be happy about it. Um, but what can be tricky is when we try and attach like our joy to things outside of God, they're always going to come with strings attached. Like it's always going to come with a string attached to it. For example, say you don't get the highest grade in the class. Like maybe you actually get the lowest grade in the class. I don't know how you would know that. Um, but that can easily lead to the thinking of, wow, like, does that mean I'm a failure now? Like, is, am I a failure because I didn't get the, the highest grade or I got the lowest grade? Or maybe you get a new outfit and then no one says anything about it. Maybe someone even tells you they actually don't like what you have on. And then you can feel like, wow, like, now I feel super insecure. Or... Let's say, like, that person that you like, like, they were texting you, but, like, they just ghosted you out of nowhere, and they stopped texting you altogether. And then that can lead to, like, wow, does that mean, like, I'm not good enough? Like, did I do something wrong? Is there something wrong with me? And then all of a sudden, the very things that were making us feel, like, on top of the world, mm. now they have this, that same power to steal our peace. Right? Like, they have that same power to, like, steal our joy in an instant. Does that make sense? Like, yes. are you guys following me? Yeah. yeah. And so our joy is actually not dependent. It doesn't have to be dependent on our circumstances. Like, it's not one of those things that we have to go out and, like, externally look for. Like, I'm going to find my joy there. Like, that's where it's going to be. Um, biblically, the source of our joy is not dependent on, like, what's happening around us. And so I want to look at a, a, a couple examples in scriptures about that, like, point us to this, that show us, like, okay, your joy in life is not attached to, like, what you're going through necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read from James chapter 1. Actually, can I, I'll, I'll need three volunteers. Can I have one person read James chapter 1, verses 2 through 3? Any volunteers? With. And then someone should read Romans 12, 12. Oh, Alexa. <laughs> um, and then, Lucy, if you want to read Hebrews 12, 2. Okay. And then you guys can just kind of read them back to back. We'll go with Latoya, Alexa, Lucy. All right. James 1, 2 through 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, count it all joy, my brother when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Can you read it? Um, 12, 2. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 12, 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was James 1, verses one, verses 2 through 3, Romans 12, 12, and then Hebrews 12, 2. Thank you guys for reading. Does anyone see kind of a commonality between these three passages? 12s and 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. It, all of them were about intense suffering mm-hmm. and joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Yeah. I mean, like, you're. Oh. oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, mm-hmm. I guess just like bringing your focus back to God and His mm-hmm. goodness, mm-hmm. even though you're going through something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, bring, bring your focus back to goodness, fix it, where you fix your eyes, like, joy and suffering. And it's kind of like, wait a minute, joy and <laughs> suffering? Like, that doesn't actually make sense in my brain, does it? Like, but, like, these are all scriptures where 
joy is discussed in terms of suffering. And circumstantially, like, the early Christians who Paul is writing to, like, they would not have had any reason to be joyful, honestly. Like, they were being beaten, right? They were being stoned. They're literally being, like, murdered, thrown out to be eaten by lions. Like, it's <laughs> and And Paul is like, like, be, be joyful in this. Like, you know, be patient in your affliction. And I'm like, I'm dying. What do you mean, Paul? <laughs> And you're telling me to choose joy in this moment. Um, but I mean, if you even think about Jesus, who literally died on the cross, right? And, and Hebrews, that, that passage from Hebrews says, for the joy set before him, he in, endured the cross. Yeah. Nothing about this, the cross sparked happiness, right? Like, yet he was able to focus on the joy set before him. Like, that was what got him through the cross. That was what led him through the cross. And so as we transition to all of this, Alyssa's going to talk more about like kind of this spirit, the spiritual side of this, of like, what does it look like for us? Like as we are focusing on joy and how it's not, if it's not external, like then what is it? What does it look like? So Alyssa's going to talk more about that. Cool. Um, so let's go over to Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 10. Alright, verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. So that, you can, uh, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And I want to look at this scripture because I think so often when we try to be joyful in our lives, uh, so often it can be kind of a me versus myself mentality. Mm-hmm. Of like, I just need to convince myself to be joyful. I just need to change my emotions. Mm-hmm. I just need to view this differently. I just need to uh, distract myself. And that, like, we can just have it be a very internal battle with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this scripture because it helps us to pull out of that mindset that this is not just against yourself. Mm-hmm. That yeah. this is against Satan. He doesn't want us to be joyful. That even if we manage to get right with God, that we get to be in the light, that we um, get to enjoy being disciples of Jesus, um, that he still wants to steal as much as he can from us. Mm. Um, That he does not want us to have joy in our lives with God. He does not want us to enjoy our discipleship. Mm -hmm. He does not want us to... um, to be grateful for the ways God has blessed us. He wants to remind us of all the bad things, of everything that disappoints us. Um, He wants our emotions to rule our Mm. lives, Um, whether that's the positive emotions or the negative emotions. Mm. He wants that to rule in our lives over God. And so I think just viewing this as a spiritual battle of like, okay, this is no longer just me fighting my emotions or me fighting my thoughts. But this is me fighting Satan. Mm-hmm. He does not want me to be joyful, so I'm going to be joyful. And I'm going to, you know, I love that, like, where he talks about him as a snake and how Jesus steps on his head. And you're like, I'm going to step on your head, Satan. Like, you are not going to get me here. Um, I'm going to have a joyful life. I'm going to be a joyful person because I know the Most High God. Mm. Uh, and I think that totally changes everything about this when we think about it that way. Um, I want to continue reading in uh, right where we left off in Ephesians 6. So starting in uh, verse 13. It says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, 
with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I love this whole description of the armor of God because um, it describes all of these things that help us to not only to be secure in God, but also to fight off Satan's attempts to, uh, to win. Um, if you look at this list, everything that's listed as a part of the armor are defensive things except for one. So the belt, the breastplate, the helmet, your feet, like everything, the, the shield, like all of those are defensive things to protect yourself. So all of these things are ways that we can be secure in God. It says truth and righteousness and readiness that comes from the gospel of peace and faith and salvation. These things keep us secure in God. And then we have the sword, and that's our one offensive weapon mm -hmm. in this armor. And that's how we fight off Satan. Um, and it says that's the word of God. Like, our weapon is scripture. And so the more that we can be rooted in God's word, um, I love that one of those was be joyful in hope. Um, remember the hope that we have. Mm -hmm. um, that this is so much bigger than the, the little day-to-day -day things that, we can, that can steal our joy away from us if we don't have it securely set in God. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just a, such a helpful reminder is um, going back to these things, helping it to have this spiritual connotation instead of the shallow emotions. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, one more thing I want to just look at how joy is so um, intertwined and connected with, with so many other things, that joy is not just in isolation in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, let's go over to Galatians chapter 5. Mm -hmm. Okay, Galatians 5, we're going to read verse 22 and 23. Can I have someone read that for us? this out. Obviously, joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit in this list. Um, but I want to point out, right as it says, fruit of the Spirit in the scripture. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but it doesn't say fruits of the Spirit. It just says fruit. And so all of these things collectively, together, are the fruit of the Spirit. That it's not just, oh, I have some of the fruits, but not some of the others. <laughs> like, if you think about it, if you're not a patient person, you're probably not a loving person either. If you're not self-controlled, you probably aren't very gentle either. Mm -hmm. um, that all of these things are very connected and intertwined within each other. Yeah. And so sometimes if we can just, we can get stuck in the mindset of just trying to convince ourselves, just be joyful, just be joyful, just be joyful. And in my experience, that's not very effective. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's, it's helpful just to, to pull back from, okay, let me just, not just try to convince myself, but let me think about some of these other things. How can I be peaceful in this moment? Mm -hmm. How can I be loving in this moment? How can I be patient or kind or self-controlled or gentle? You know, like thinking about something else um, to, to recenter us. I think if I had thought in that situation with Walmart yesterday, if I had thought, okay, let me be at peace. Like, let me be patient. Let me be loving. Like that probably would have looked different than if I was just like, just be just be joyful like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that um, you know as we grow in one of these things we'll kind of collectively grow in all of them mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I think it's just so helpful to, to not get so focused just on joy just on um, you know especially in, in the challenging moments of life um, to, to consider okay I want to collectively be like Jesus, and so I know I'm having a hard time being joyful. What else can I put my focus on that might help me to reflect Jesus right now? Yeah. Um, Great. So we're going to go into some practicals to wrap up, um, and um, if we have time, we can um, have some discussion, conversation afterwards as well. Um, so first practical 
Um, this is something that one of my um, best friends, Haley, she, we lived together for like three years. She would often um, ask these questions. Um, sometimes if it was just kind of a like boring in-between moment, like we were just kind of sitting there in the living room, or if it was just one of us was having a bad day, or we were frustrated about something, she had this list of questions um, that she would ask. And so um, there's, for example, one of them is, what are five things you're grateful for? And so she would ask me, and I would answer, and sometimes I didn't really feel like it, <laughs> especially if I was not having a good day or not in a good mood. Sometimes I'd be like, okay, fine. Like, <laughs> and then I would think through, slow down, think through things I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would turn back and ask her, what are five things you're grateful for? And so it was just really helpful to be able to have that together. Um, and so I think I'll, I'll list off these questions. I also have them written down, so if you want to take a picture of it, um, feel free to do that afterwards. Um, but I think it was, it was so helpful to not only think about it for myself, but also have a friend ask me. And so that's part of, I feel like this practical, is to do this with people in your life. <clears throat> ask these questions to people and then have them ask it back to you. Um, so the five questions, the first one is five things you're grateful for. It's five, what are five things you're looking forward to? What are five things you love about yourself? What are five things you did well this week? And who are five people who love you most? And I think these questions have just been such a blessing, so helpful to get my mindset on, um, okay, there are so many things to be joyful about, Mm -hmm. even if I'm mad right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll repeat them as you guys, I know you some of you are, are writing them down. So what are five things you're grateful for? What are five things you're looking forward to? What are five things you love about yourself? What are five things you did well this week? And who are five people who love you most? Um, And again, I have them written down here, so feel free to take a picture of that um, afterwards. Um, Another practical is um, to just basically not get hyper fixated on joy and just trying to convince yourself, but um, think about these other uh, fruit of the spirit. Um, Think about the big picture. Think about how you can be um, peaceful or loving. Um, instead of just trying to convince yourself to be joyful. Um, and, and even thinking about the big picture, the spiritual battle, thinking of scripture, um, to, getting to take a step back from whatever um, situation you might be in, um, to, to see the bigger picture of God in all of it. Mm-hmm. And then Nandi has a couple more practicals to wrap us up. Yes. I don't know about you guys, but like listening to the five questions, the like, who are five people that love you most? I was like, oh, like involved in my heart thinking about it. Um, but our third practical is like just a question you can ask yourself. And it is, is this, is how I'm responding making me more like Jesus in this moment? Because not being joyful about something doesn't make the situation not happen. Like, it doesn't make it go away. Um, So kind of being able to, like, think about, like, I know there are days where I'm, like, in traffic and I'm, like, watching people, like, weave and bob. I'm like, what are you? You're crazy. What is happening? (laughs) Uh, Where I just can get so impatient. Um, But then I think about, like, what we read from, that scripture we read from James, and it's like, okay, like, how can I, like, Consider this moment a pure joy to, like, be here as this can help me become more like Jesus. Like, I can, I can be joyful here. Like, I don't have to get frustrated about these crazy drivers, even though sometimes I am one. Um, I can decide, like, okay, like, is, is how I'm responding in this moment helping me be more like Jesus? And that goes, like... In, in a heated conversation, like, with someone, or you're, like, upset with your boyfriend, or your professor, whatever it may be, um, you can ask yourself that, and it's, like, a good, like, check-in. Um, and then the last one that we have is choosing to praise. So, in these moments, like, when, 
we do feel like a million bucks, like when we get a great, a great grade or like, you know, people are complimenting us or like we get a free meal. Like we can, we can choose to praise and thank God, right? Like I think about the scripture that says like every good and perfect gift is from above. And so we can allow like those, those moments where we feel excited, like excited about the things that are happening, they can point us back to God. And help us remember, like, oh, wait, like, God, you did this. Like, this is good because of who you are. Like, not because of anything I have done. Um, and then on the flip side, when things aren't necessarily going how we want them to go, when it feels like we're having a bad day, like, we can still choose to praise God in those moments and decide to thank him. And obviously, like, this one is probably the harder of the two because it's like, when I feel upset, I'm like, I don't want to be grateful about like the thing that's making me upset. I'm like, I want this to go away, you know? Um, but it really helps our, our heart, our heart's posture. Like I actually did this a couple weeks ago where I was like feeling frustrated about a number of things that had happened this year. And I like had to sit down in my journal and just like, thank God for those things or like thank him for the ways that I saw him in, in those things, like where he, he met me in those moments. And it helps my heart so much because I feel like those can even be the moments where it's hardest to remember like, oh, wait, like God put his Holy Spirit in me. Like joy can't overflow like yeah. if I allow it. So, yeah. so that's what Alyssa and I had for you guys. Um, joy is just, it's really such a gift. Um, and all of the fruit of the Spirit are um, that God gives us. And so this is just one of the many. So... Yeah, we can. <laughs> if you guys have any questions or like, you know, feedback, you guys wanted to share, like we've got like a like nine minutes or so before lunch starts. Yeah, um, I feel like this is a very, very well timed lesson for me. Um, I think there are a lot of things in my life that just honestly made me really irritable, mm. and they're like a lot of small things, and I'm like, I usually don't let these things just get me all upset but I think I've been slowly building up that way for months where the small things just like make my whole day bad mm-hmm. um, I was actually reading I think it was yesterday in 1st Corinthians 13 um, and it was like love is patient love is kind and in my translation one of the things that love is not irritable mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yikes. Um, but I think it's a very well timed lesson because I'm like I can tell that Satan Feeling my joy, mm. but I can also do the thing where I'm like, just be joyful, just be joyful, just be joyful, mm. and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so even talking about like, okay, in this situation, let me be patient, let me be self-controlled, let me be kind, I think that is a great practical for me to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's real, especially when it can seem like things are happening in a row, and you're like, you're you're just over it. You're like, I'm gonna try to be joyful. Thank you, Matthew. Um, sometimes I'm like another thing. Um, 
But I I think one thing I wrote down, I don't know where, where it went, but you talked about like it God oh God is like displacing you and putting you somewhere else. Like like having no idea what he may have been protecting you from. And I think it was just gonna be things I feel like sometimes I can feel like God, I want you to move in my life, but only positively. Like only move me in a way that it makes sense to me and like I agree with. But I want you to move. You know, like, <laughs> like, like what if I like move your major, whatever, move your attitude, what if I move your whole I'm like you, my whole day. I'm like, I got this and this and this and this and this. He's like, what if I move your whole schedule? I'm like, no, don't move that way. Like, give me Chipotle, you know? Like, it's going to be things that, like, I feel like it puts God in a box where I'm like, I have these expectations for him to be more of a genie than, like, a sovereign, you know? And it's like, no, you get to decide. You decide how you move me, and I trust you. And so I think it's, I'm going to try to think of that more often. Like, if, that, if something goes wrong, or my schedule is totally, I mean, Nadi's in my house. She knows how it's just it's crazy, and it's got. I feel like it could be moving. It's still God, you know. As long as God is moving it, and I feel like I need to be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you were talking about not letting your emotions get the best of you. Made me think. Growing up, my dad would always say, "Oh, your emotions are like a puppy dog. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can let you can listen to them, but you can't let them lead you." Mm-hmm. And so that really helped me, especially when I was little. Like, oh, I've got this dog on the leash, and the dog might try and pull me, but I'm the one controlling. I'm the one. Oh, we got to go this way. We got to go that way mm-hmm. to keep me out of trouble. Really, mm-hmm. that's really just reminding, like, oh, it's not. They're not in control. I'm in control of them. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's great. I think I could relate to you a lot when you're talking about how like when you're just like kind of like bubbly and that's like just your personality and then you kind of realize that like that's more the side that people like kind of want and so um, in a way I feel like when I started stepping my emotions even like my joy became fake just because it was just all what I wanted other people to like perceive and so even though the joy was the thing that like I was most proud of and that was like the thing people loved about me like even that was becoming fake because mm-hmm. I like wasn't allowing myself to feel the rest of my emotions. Yeah. So I definitely relate to like all of that. And so I just, I don't know, I really appreciate you speaking on that because it definitely relates to me. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, amen. Thanks for coming guys. And thanks yeah. for sharing and hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good lunch. <laughs>